All right, that was the Jeff Healy Band, See the Light, Love His Music. Uh, Standing by to join us is my last guest, Colleen Scott. She's joining us to talk about her book, Everybody Needs a Bridge. Good morning, Colleen. Good morning. Thank you for calling in. I was uh, looking over your book, and uh, I want to hear about the backstory of what led you to write this. Well, you know, um, I spent over 20 years in the corporate world and actually had a bad breakup with my last position. Took some time off, yeah. And um, actually the... One of the main characters in the story, Brittany, um, was based on a, a true event, true person, mm-hmm. and um, the person who um, led to her demise uh, came up for parole, and just kind of that was a triggering event. I wanted to write a story that really showed the true meaning of friendship and support, and realized that you know I really couldn't explain how meaningful she was in her life without telling the complete story, which included a lot of other events, including um, my own story. Sure. Let me just add, uh, you said you had a bad breakup with your um, position. Um, Yes. I was in corporate for a while, too, and sometimes you think, ugh, what am I doing? And But it turns out to be the best thing that ever happened. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? I never would have even considered trying this path had it not been for those events. So it is encouraging to know that really good things come out of really bad circumstances sometimes. Well, the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. And when we go through those funks, through those tough times, uh, they can be the best thing that ever happened to us. Yes, indeed. Which is, you know, part of it too, right? Um, Kind of the impetus for the story is, again, really great life and a really great family came out of some really tough times during adolescence. So Mm I wanted to make sure I shared the story because there are so many things that sometimes we overlook um, and bring about blessings. Sure. So uh, I was looking at some information about your book, and um, can you speak to how your book relates to the racial tensions in the country today? You know, the problem that we have today is the same problem that we had 30 years ago, uh, shortly after desegregation began. um, Racism isn't overt. It's subliminal messages that are sent to you in everyday conversation. And, you know, we all are subjected to expectations of others, right? And um, that expectation of separation and non-integrating is still pervasive today. And I I believe that that's what makes it kind of a timeless story, is it something that we all have to have the the courage to stand up against, Um, again, just in ordinary lives. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to share a quick little thing with you. When I was growing up in Manhattan, I remember getting bullied, beaten up. I've shared this story with my kids, and uh, these two girls in particular would just throw me to the ground, and it was crazy. And I just kept coming back to try to befriend them, and before long, we were jumping rope. And there was a lot of racial tension, and I couldn't quite find my people, and they they were just so mean and angry and, and I don't know, it just was the time. It was, it was. And, 
you know, the, the problem was because we also kind of go along to get along, mm-hmm. right? Which, you know, gosh, if they only that was an adolescent problem, right? Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> still, still do it as adults. Right. You know, trying to go along to get along so that you're not a target um, leads to others being a target. So it really is something that, as a society, I think we grapple with every day. So the story that you wrote, did it come to you rather quickly or and did it evolve organically? How did you, how was this process for you? You know, um, many of the events are actual events. So that wasn't the difficult part to write. The difficult part to write was to create a story that left the reader satisfied, mm-hmm. um, not open-ended and not frustrated. And that's where a really great editor um, is helpful, right? So not to include everything, um, to include only the parts that really give you snapshots of what um, the events, how the events unfolded, and showing the progression of the characters. Now so I think that was probably the most difficult part. Now, without giving too much away, what would you like listeners to know about this story? But it really is uh, timeless and not um, only a young adult, adolescent. I mean, what's, what's interesting about it is it's, it's always easy to look at things as a di- at a distance, right? right? When we were adolescents, we were more uh, subjected to peer pressure and more vulnerable to peer pressure, but it still applies today. You know, 30 years ago, racial tensions were higher, um, but that still exists today. So I'd like readers to be able to read the story and see the parallels in their current lives, but also really pick up um, how meaningful our interactions can be. We can either be, you know, a force for positive and support and encouragement, Mm -hmm. or we can be a force for discouragement just with a tisk of our tongue or, you know, thoughtless words. Yes. So really to carry that forward. Now, this book you mentioned was, is based on real life, um, but you write under a pen name. Is it feel, yeah. Does it feel safer, more comfortable, like you can be more open with a pen name? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, um, you know, obviously, some of the characters are consolidated characters, and, you know, names and descriptions have been changed, but there are still a lot of raw nerves sure. associated with such a story. Right. Do you have advice for people that uh, want to write a story like this? Oh, my goodness, yes. Do it. Write <laughs> it. Um, I think that's probably the, the most thing that I, I have experienced, you know, starting this journey, is I, I've met, you know, so many people and, and friends of mine that I've known for a long time that go, gosh, I really want to do that. I wish I could do that. And and that is my advice. Do it. There, There's absolutely... No reason not to. Um, and just the process itself, whether or not you're successful, whether or not um, it's something that you feel comfortable with, the process itself is fulfilling. I like what you just said, because um, even if you can only carve out an hour here, two hours here, 
uh, let's say you have kids and your partner can watch those kids one night a week and you can go to the library, as I have done and I still do, just carve out little pockets of time. And then you actually become so obsessed and driven to get it done. Absolutely. Absolutely. And right? it becomes a cathartic process. Oh, yeah. Whether it's a real story or, or fiction, right, it really does become a form of um, personal care. Mm-hmm to take that time for yourself. But yes. so many people have so many great stories in their minds, and so I just would encourage everyone to do it. And given where we are from a publication standpoint, yes. there's no reason why all of our stories can't be heard. I think that's great advice. And how did you stay so positive when you were going through such a tough time? I'm always fascinated. What, what did you do to take care of yourself and move through that? moment of, you know, the funk. <laughs> <laughs> um, really stay close to those people that are supportive. Mm-hmm. You know, there are only maybe a handful. Sometimes there's only one, right? Yeah. But know the difference between true support um, and those that are that are dragging you back and telling you no. And really stay close to that and, and listen to the positive voices, not just the negative ones. Right. And you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in what you're doing is worth something and kind of tune all the negativity out. Yes. We do have to stay strong and believe that we are worth something and that we have something positive to contribute. Yes. So, Colleen, where can people find out more about you? Well, ColleenDScott.com. Mm-hmm. Um, also has uh, all of my uh, social media um, done a couple of interviews, so if you just Google Everybody Needs a Bridge um, or go to my website. And I have another uh, another story coming out in a couple of months, so I'm pretty excited about this. And one quick question. How did you come up with the title? Well, that's a little bit of a tell, so I <laughs> uh, don't want to give it all away because okay. it is part of, the, part of the novel, but let's just say that the supportive people of our lives are bridges over troubled waters. That's great. I love it. All right, Colleen, this is a wrap. Thank you so much for calling in, and congratulations. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Oh, my pleasure. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. That was Colleen D. Scott calling in to talk about her book, Everybody Needs a Bridge. If you missed any part of this, everything is up on my show blog, and I'll get this audio up there within the next half an hour. Uh, The show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And if you want to find out about being a guest, you can send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at kuci.org. And I am on Twitter at moms underscore rock. And we're on uh, Twitter. KUCI is on Twitter at KUCI-FM. We're on Instagram at KUCI-FM. Tumblr, which is blog.kuci.org. And Facebook, KUCI 88.9. All right, that's a wrap for me. Up next, Sheldon Abbott with Cure for the Blues, and I'll be back next week. Have a great week, everyone.